Hey guys, so welcome back to another BMW Blog podcast episode. And today uh, we have Johnny Lieberman, uh, Motor Trend. Uh, I'm assuming all of you know Johnny, so probably needs no introduction. So I think we're going to dive right in. Uh, we're going to talk about BMW stuff today, uh, a little bit of the electric stuff, some other brands, watches. So uh, quite an exciting episode. And uh, I'm personally thrilled to have Johnny here. We've been uh, trying to connect for quite some time. So Johnny, thanks for taking the time and welcome. Yes, thank. I'm, I'm glad we're finally doing it, and I feel I feel bad that it's taken this long. So, no, but it, it's, I'm it's happy good, because I, mean. I, in between when we tried to first do it and mm-hmm. now doing it, I've driven some really good BMWs. So nice. I think so, the, I think the three best that are out currently. So it's good. All right. So what, so what are those? Let's start with uh, that then. Okay. Right uh, they are. I'll say in order of of wor- not worse, but you know, very good to the best. Uh, the M8 Grand Coupe. Okay. The M3 Competition and the M2 CS, which is the uh, cherry on top of, of, of all of them. So. so let's start with the M8 Grand Coupe. What did you like about the car? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I, I've driven the M8 uh, Coupe. Uh, actually, no, I haven't. I take it back. I've driven the 850, the M850i. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, missed, I just missed the Coupe. And I, I heard a lot of my colleagues, uh, mining Kaligan, said uh, pretty bad things about it. Um, and so I was very pleasantly surprised with driving the Grand Coupe, Grand Coupe, that, uh, it just, it's everything you want in a big sedan. Um, you know, obviously the power is incredible, but, um, very neutral handling, um, you know, not, doesn't, doesn't understeer, which for a large sedan is good. Um, uh, doesn't oversteer, which is also very good and just, you know, just fast, elegant, uh, and beautiful. I mean, you know, the, the color I had was like some gray. I wouldn't get gray, but yeah. um, it was it was absolutely gorgeous. And um, I I get why it's it's you know it's just such a desirable car. And it's it's one of those where you know in that segment, so RS7, uh, you know, Panameras, um, the AMG GT four doors. You know, it's not the flashiest, but there's something kind of almost subtle and mature about it that's missing from the others uh that I, I really like i really like so that was a that was a nice treat of a car to drive yeah i mean it's um i think it, it's a great car it just uh, i feel like it's pretty expensive it is so, yeah that's the that's one of the barriers probably uh, in the fast adoption of that car but if you look at the competition it's no more expensive than an rs7 it's cheaper than a panamera with the same that's power right. it's way cheaper than an amg with the same i mean Sure, E sixty three, it's it's comparable. A little different though, um, and you know again the the AMG GT sixty three S. You know you're talking one hundred eighty five thousand, and whereas the the BMW is like you know in the one forty range. So it's it's, yeah. it's a significant amount of money uh, in the U S. You know so, but yeah. I, I I really like that car a lot, and uh, and 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 I've driven the M five Competition, mm-hmm. which uh, I. You know, great car on a racetrack. Absolutely phenomenal on a racetrack. Great. Not so great on the road. At least the, the 2019 model was was very stiff and, and very difficult to... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, what's the difference between a road and a track, right? Well, yeah. so on a, on a fast road, you know, you're in a narrow 12-foot wide lane. On a track, they're all 40 feet wide. You know, over 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 ten meters wide, so you can you know who cares? Go for it. You can do whatever you want, and you actually 
counterintuitive, but you have a lot more room to screw around on a track and you have a lot less to worry about than when you're on a public road. On a public road, somebody's always coming at you. Again, it's on a good one, it's 12 feet wide. If you're in England, they're eight feet wide. You know, that's, exactly. so so it, 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 the, the, the M5 comp was a real handful, whereas the M8 comp wasn't. It was, it was, it was a real sweetheart and uh, you could enjoy it on the road. Whereas I feel the M5 comp, you had to take to a racetrack to really, and it was great. It was great on a racetrack, but it just, it wasn't a good street car. Gotcha. So. Do you think the um, M8 Grand Coupe would actually work with an electric drivetrain? Would that make sense? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things like you'd be adding weight and, and not, and are you going to be adding power as well? So, so if you add, you know, you're probably going to add 800 pounds to, to, you know, make it fully mm -hmm. electric. I'd like to have a corresponding increase in power and torque. Uh, and, 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 you know, weight's the enemy and, and you know, it'd be, it would be different uh, if it was heavier, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a big, sexy four door. It absolutely makes sense to be electric. Gotcha. And I think the, I mean, the rumors from what I heard, uh, basically the next generation a series, they might drop the convertible and the coupe and just keep the grand coupe. And, um, if they follow through with their electrification plans, I probably BMW will try to electrify the grand coupe also. Well, I don't know if it's fully electric or hybrid. But um, they might do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes sense, and I think I think that you know you, when you get a car um, that's as high end as the as the M8, mm -hmm. you know it's already got so much sound deadening, like from day one built into the platform, mm -hmm. and um, you know any I don't know how many how many how much seven series componentry is in there, but anything that's ever shared with Rolls Royce is heavier than it needs to be mm -hmm. and has more sound deadening. Um, so like, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty good sounding V8, but you know, you're not, you're not getting an M8 Grand Coupe to listen to the motor. You know, you have dual yeah. pane glass and all that stuff. So the sound is kept out of the cabin. So I think it would, it would be make total sense for electrification. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. So next one on the list, the new M3. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> so let's let's start before you tell me the driving experience. Tell me about the design. What, what do you think of it? That's the, probably oh, the awful. craziest I, topic I can, today. I can see it over your shoulder. <laughs> awful. But yeah, actually, I, yeah, that's the that's actually the uh, Keith. I think it's a collaboration with BMW. I think yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So um, so. But let's on. let's back up before the design because sure. um, let's talk about the the F eighty. You know, M three M fours and how relatively bad they were when they first came out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because for a long time, people were like, oh, Johnny hates BMW. And it's like, I, yeah. I don't care. I don't, I don't like any car company. I've never, you know, knock on wood to this day, I've never taken a dollar from a car company, uh, to my knowledge. Um, so I don't, I don't care. I just care about the products. You know, mm -hmm. I, like, I like models. Like, you know, I'll yeah. go to bat for a specific model of a, of a BMW, but I don't mm -hmm. care about BMW as a brand. Um, yeah. So, which I know is tough for the BMW podcast, but, um, so, you know, there. the F80, when it came out, it was, it was kind of a miss, you know, it was, it was like, Ooh, what happened here? You know, like M3s are supposed to be something M4s and, mm. yeah. um, so I wasn't prepared for the new one for the G80 to be that good. And also the, the jump up in, in level of performance is like, this is the, the F it's kind of down here The yeah. the G is like. You know, I'll yeah. leave my friend's name out of it, but I ran into a guy 
who had the 992 GT3. Okay. And he chased me down the hill. Yeah. And I didn't really see him after a couple corners. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, was a driver? Possibly. But Possibly, I, th yeah. I think with the torque of the M3 competition mm -hmm. uh, and the same power as the, uh, the GT3, it, it ran away from the GT, ran yeah. away from the GT3. And that was the uh, non-competition too, right? right? No, it was a competition. The, it was a competition. It was a competition. It was the right. M3 comp. But I, I was shocked. So first of all, the the front end of that car is so planted. Um, it it's it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it's like. It's like the new GT3, uh, similar where there's just not any. It, it just doesn't skip a beat. And, and again, it's not on. You know, the 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 GT3 is on a Michelin Cup Two NAR, yeah. so it's Porsches like crazy thousands of dollars per tire cheater yeah. you know race car tires the bmw was on regular um michelin uh ps4 you know which i have on my ford you know they're not yeah. nothing special and the front was so planted so weirdly fantastically planted and then you would just have torque forever and ever and ever and ever i mean it's just such a pow ridiculously powerful motor uh, it doesn't even matter what gear you're in the the eight speed is better than the dual clutch used to be um you know yeah if you really pay attention is it as quick shifting as as you know mechanically possible no but yeah. it's fine believe me it's fine and you know uh you're not setting a lap time and, and so don't worry about it and the two people i know who are paid to race who have driven it so randy yeah. popst and rob holland they both were blown away by the m3 really? they both wouldn't they just said this is what i want as a race car driver I want a front end that you can absolutely just just do anything with, and you always know where the car's going to be positioned. You mm -hmm. never have any doubts. And I want more torque than I know what to do with. I just want torque forever so I can get out of a corner. Yeah. And so you know, journalists like me and 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 people that buy the cars, you know, they talk about naturally aspirated engines, and it's a poem, and yeah. it's like God made it, and all that. Race car drivers don't care. They want to win the race. You know yeah, what exactly. I mean? Yeah. So on the best deck, yeah. So, so the guys that are actually paid to drive fast, they were mm -hmm. like blown away by the M3, the comp. Actually, and Randy, to be fair, Randy said he liked the non-comp even better, um, really? and not not he doesn't like manuals. He just thought that it was like a sweeter, uh, more balanced vehicle with less power. Gotcha. So. Yeah, so I mean, it's actually pretty cool that they still offered the manual because not everybody does. So. No, it's it's great, and and you know, it's funny in North America for for high dollar cars. Uh, there is a big take rate uh, on manual still like like on the last GT3 I think it was like 70% huge take rate um, So so it's good and it makes sense and it fits the character of the car. I haven't driven it yet uh, The manual but I'm, I'm, I'm booking it soon. So I'll, I'll let you know yeah, um, nice. But yeah, and, and and then like even stuff, you know the the seats there's a lot the the, the competition Carbon. seats miserably uncomfortable uh driving around town i had i had to mm -hmm. go across la in in post-pandemic awful la traffic, traffic yeah. 90 minutes to go 30 miles um mm -hmm. horrible however in the canyons driving it the way it's meant to be driven mm -hmm. best seats i've ever experienced in a production car like mm -hmm. i actually got out of the m3 comp and into a gt3 the new one and it's like oh the gtc seats are soft and i'm flying all over the place the bmw seats like you know you were bolted in it yeah incredible. you can adjust them actually even more yeah it, it, it's, it's not even so much the adjustability it's just like 
you know, you're, they have like slots for your legs. It's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, 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 it's more than I've ever seen on a racing seat. Like it has, it has stuff for your inner thigh, you know? Um, but they, they're super effective. I, I was, I was kind of blown away by how well they actually worked. Horrible around town. Like so uncomfortable. Um, you know, especially if you leave your wallet in your back pocket, you're just like, Oh, and then you can't reach your wallet. You, you have to, you have to like unbuckle your seatbelt yeah, yeah, yeah. to get your wallet out. But, um, yeah, so overall, the M3 was was very impressive. It 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 lacks um, the sweetness of the M2 CS. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a second. Yep. There's an all around magic to the M2 CS, where I'm sure when eventually we know there'll be an M3 CS, they'll, they'll yep. get there. And exactly. and, and I, I've driven the M4 CS, and I really love that. The oh, previous gen, the brilliant car. Um, which would that and, and, as everyone who drove the m4cs said like why didn't they do this exactly that's exactly what i said in my in my review as well i'm yeah. like this is what the f80 f82 yeah. should have been from the get-go yeah. yeah so now what's incredible is you i think you have this wonderful starting point on the g80 mm-hmm. uh m3 m4 and like i can't even imagine what they're going to do when it gets to the cs you know they're even talking about csl so they're even yeah. talking about doing an m4 csl which makes sense because they came out with the 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 M3 and the M3 Comp on the same day, mm-hmm. so they want to they want to hit production cycles, right? So they'll hit they'll hit the CS, then they'll end it with the CSL, yeah. which makes makes total sense. Yeah, because I think the CSL they want to replace the GTS with it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious to see what I mean. CSL always stand for you know uh, lightweight, so I don't know if they can do any lightweight reduction on it. It'll be you interesting. Could. I mean, you rip out the rear seat. You know, there's Maybe, there's yeah. 200 pounds. You can always do something. Yeah. Um, carbon fiber doors. I mean, there's there's a zillion things you can do. You know, it, it's just it you want to spend what becomes the money. profitable to do though. Right, right. Yeah, well, can you get people to spend the money? And it, it's it, I hope actually like I liked I liked the um, the uh, what you say the GTS. I drove that, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but it's funny. So I drove it in Spain on the launch. Barcelona. And yeah. uh, I was with Jethro Bovington, and and we, both of us were like, "This is this is the best thing ever." Blah blah blah. And then we got it for our best driver's car, and and I'm like, "This is good, but guys, just so you know, this is gonna win. Just this is the winner." And then it came in like tenth out of twelve. And what I realized was it's so adjustable that BMW had been there for two weeks at Circuit de Catalunya, setting it up perfect for that track, and they didn't let us go on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was not set up for what we were doing. So it was it was rather bad. So I, I hope that if they do do a CSL, it's not quite as, you know, you shouldn't have yeah. to spend that much time to set up a car, you know? Yeah. No, I think the GTS, I mean, on track was fantastic when I drove it. I think on the street was a little not controllable. I found it to be unpredictable. And, and if but, you're not a good driver, dangerous a little bit. But it had 40 different... You could have you could have changed it, but like, a, I, I sorta know how to do that. Like sorta, um, most people probably know like a little less than me, and I know just enough to be dangerous, you know. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it was cool. It was it was a neat car and it's collectible, but yeah, it was the the M4 CS was five times as good. Agreed. Was, yeah, and I think the M3 CS and M4 CS, the F80 generation, I think they will, those will become some sort of uh, icons in the M community for sure. They should. They, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's funny. We, um, 
I get asked a lot when I used to do that show head to head. And so people, yeah, they always yeah. like, are there, is there any time there was a car that lost that you really think about? Yeah. So the two that I always bring up was, was the Audi. We had the RS five went up against the C 63 S and, um, the AMG was better, but God, I really love that RS5. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the other one was we had the M4 CS against a 991 GTS, uh-huh. and like, oh God, it's hard to beat a 911 at the 911 game, you know, yeah. and and we we went around the Nurburgring with both cars, and like, how do I put this? Like the Porsche was better. It you know it was a better car to drive. It was the rear end was better. It turned a faster lap. But I still think about driving the BMW and like the the I don't want to say skill, but the thrill I got out of keeping that rear end on the ground when you know jumping and like you know uh, uh, you know Foxhole and all that like it, it was it was it took a lot you know and it, I really driving that M4 CS around the Nurburgring was like one of my favorite car memories you know so so it lost yeah. but boy is it good you know type thing it is it is very good. Um, let me ask you this. Are you a fan of Turing's? Of? Of uh, Turing's, like sports, oh. sports wagons? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, wagons, yes. Turing, yes. yeah. I, I I'm, I'm only asking because they are doing this M3 Turing now, the sports wagon, whatever they want to call it. Um, but it's not coming to the U.S. And I, no. and I always wonder if that car would have been successful here or not. It, it would. And um, hopefully, you know, um, you know, Audi just finally brought the RS6 to the U.S. And I think oh. they basically sold out their supply. They sold out, yeah. So I hope BMW and Mercedes, who Mercedes does do the E63, but that C63, which is, yeah. you know, that's the one. It's a know, cool car, they, yeah, for sure. Maybe they're like, boy, there is a market. Mm-hmm. People have this pandemic money. The rich haven't paid taxes, in, you know, since Reagan. Everyone's yeah. just, you know, it's we can sell a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So I hope... I hope they look at that and, um, you know, because I remember the, um, blah, boy, whatever it was, the, the RS4, the first RS4 that came yeah. to the U.S., like the B5 mm-hmm. or whatever it was, yeah. they made a wagon. And I, at the time, I was like, Audi, bring the wagon, you know, and, mm-hmm. and this was like 2007. And at yeah. the time, they said they can't because in the wagon, because there was the rear end was different, they moved the battery and they would have had to recrash test it. And they decided not to crash test it for the U.S. And so that, that's why they didn't bring, which is like, come on, guys. You have a factory. You can crash test all day long. You can exactly. build more cars. Um, In your so, experience. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yes. Like, no, I, I was going to ask you, what do you think are the, uh, are the costs to homologate a car for the U.S.? I don't know the actual numbers, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just one of those. It's, it's more – if you look at, like, what Audi did with the RS6, right, mm-hmm. like, whatever – anyone thought about it if you sell every single one you've proved mm. your business case and if you sell every single one you probably could have sold more right yeah. so you underestimated demand uh right off the bat so i mean i remember sitting with volvo years ago and then and the pr guy at the time screaming at me like this is when volvo stopped selling wagons in the u.s stop with wagons nobody wants wagons now they sell you know six different wagons um so I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 uh, if they brought it in and if they, if they just look at it as a special edition, you know what I mean? Instead of saying it's like a full production thing, I think there's room. I think enthusiasts are hungry for these things. It's the, it's the uh, forbidden fruit, you know. Um, 
And and again, if you're bringing in the M3 and the C63, well, that's a that's a much lower price point than the RS6, right? The RS6 is, you know, 110 base, 130,000 the way they're leaving dealerships. Um, so you'd be talking like you know 80 for the others. I'm like, boy, you know, that, that's you know 80,000. You can actually lease those. A lot of a lot of people can afford that. You know, a lot more than can afford a $130,000 lease, which is how most of these cars in the U.S. are sold is, is via lease. Via lease yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think there's a huge opportunity there. And if they just look at it like, you know, uh, the, the way they look at like a CS car, it's just yeah. a special edition. That's all it is. Right. You know, uh, yeah. don't look at it as regular production. Yeah, they could, they could move a few thousand units a year. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, if they will bring it here, there will be a lot of enthusiasts that would actually buy it because, you know, it's the first of its kind, really. Who knows if they're gonna gonna make one after this? You know, especially if all going electric. Are they are they doing yeah. a, um, an M3 wagon with a manual or touring? No, so it's all gonna be. Uh, I mean, they haven't confirmed, but I've heard it's gonna be competition and and auto. Oh. So, yeah. So manual would have been cool, but no. Manual would have been neat because the last yeah. one we had was the Cadillac CTS V wagon with a manual, oh, which was, was a manual, yeah. And it was funny because they they made I forget the exact numbers, but they made about sixteen hundred of those, and like yeah. five hundred were manuals. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the price, you know, used like yeah, you know, the manuals are worth almost double what the automatics are worth, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah and they so were much better, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's always this thing with the, uh, I mean, enthusiasts always want cars here. And then when they get here, nobody really buys them. You know, that's always an issue with BMW. I think they try that with a regular wagon too. Yeah, except they look, again, they look at it, I think with the regular wagon, they look at it as like, they want to, you know, they want to sell as many regular wagons as they do SUVs. Don't look mm -hmm. at it that way. Just yeah. look at it as you look at a CS, right? We're going to sell 2,500 CSs and, you know, we'll, we'll sell this many M3 wagons um yeah so yeah, I mean, that's it it's a good marketing tool right i mean you use that yeah. not to make money like on the car but just to you know prove that you're the ultimate driving machine and you're building fast tourings and sports wagons and all of yeah, that yeah so. and you're already building them and, and again i mean i hope audi shows that like if it, you know like yeah. they, they sold every rs6 and I, I'm, I'm sure the average transaction price was a hundred and thirty thousand dollars you know mm -hmm. like what other audi exactly is selling like that at that price exactly. like none yeah. you know yeah. and so exactly. yeah so I, th I think there's an opportunity there yeah for sure are you still a still a manual kind of guy it depends on the car you know yeah. I've, I've i've long said and I'll, I'll keep saying this if you look at like uh sick 911 for instance right yeah so the pdk is better than the seven speed manual Agreed. in the 911. the seven speed manual in the 911 is funky it's not good for a lot of reasons geared wrong um you know reverse first third fifth seventh sorry i'm out of camera range here but i can't you know i can't even fit it in the screen yeah, yeah, yeah too many forwards right corvette mm -hmm. does a seven speed and they do uh first third uh fifth seven whatever they do. reverses behind seven yeah where porsche they, they no we have to have five forward detents yeah. so it's like no matter what once a drive you will want third and grab fifth or you'll be on the freeway and you want seventh and you grab fifth or you want fifth and you know so it's like i, I don't want a porsche that's not precise right you're buying yeah. the porsche because they're these wonderful instruments blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um that said you switch to gt3 pdk is great but manual is a hundred times better 
By the way, it's a different manual. It's geared different. It's a six-speed. Notice it's not the seven-speed for the yeah. for the good car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got it's got metal bushings. You know, I think they're like brass bushings. It's the best feeling manual ever made. So, yeah. um, and I'll I'll tell you a funny story if, if uh, since we have a second. So sure. uh, yeah. I'm on the launch of the 991.2, okay. and um, I was with my uh, colleague at the time, Nelson, who worked for Automobile, and they go, no, "Hey, we're gonna drive to the track." Obviously, you guys want the PDK for the track, but we'll let you drive out there in the manual. So, you know, we're on the freeway, essentially. And, you know, it's a 9,000 RPM red line, but you're on the freeway. So I'm like, yeah, you know, manual is manual, right? Drive the PDK. And and by the way, we're chasing Volta Roll around the track, and it's wonderful, right? And uh, I'm like, this is great. And then before we leave, Walter says, hey, you should really drive the manual on the track. And in my head, I'm like, well, manual, But okay, Walter, fine. And then it's like the 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 car comes alive. It it yeah. is it's still one of my like favorite moments was I even remember the corner. I can't remember the name of the track, but it was this one corner where so on the on the on the on the GT three the um the uh the the, what was the differential on the manual it's a mechanical locker. And on the PDK version, because there's already hydraulic pumps, they use uh, it's a, it's a hydro fluid locker, electro hydraulic. Yeah. So it's a physically different rear end of the car, and it's yeah. a, it's it's ten times better in the manual. And like, just you get that it's just magic, you know. It's just like, oh my god, I can't believe how wonderful this is to drive. So I can go either way. If the PDK is better, or whatever, the dual clutch is better, or the automatic's better, give me that. If the manual is better, give me that. I'm not a purist by any stretch. I don't. Gotcha. Yeah, like, I mean, I kind like, of feel the same way. Yeah. Like, like, like with the M3, I, you know, I drove the comp, which is, you know, automatic. automatic. I, I wouldn't have had any more fun with a manual and it, the car would have been slower and worse. I could tell like yeah. that, that car was designed to have that transmission on those tires and just mm-hmm. I mean, I, hard concur, to yeah. explain again to people that haven't driven it, like how bloody fast that machine is like it is is i think i described it as a five-legged man at an ass-kicking party like it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. it dominates everything else on the road in, in a weird is, yeah. in an unusual way like it's almost like when the nissan gtr came out and you had to recalibrate what a sports car could do because yeah. it was at the time in 2008 9 whatever it killed 911 turbos sure. was, nothing was like the gtr and I think the M3 for that price point is going to do the same thing yeah. for, for sedans. So it's like, you know. I haven't driven it on the track. I drove it um, a little bit in Florida on the road, but I talked to Bill Oberlin, and, um, you know, he might be a little bit biased towards BMW, but still he was kind of honest. He said, you know, this truly is a great car. And he kind of reiterated what you said, you know, about the front end turning, you know, where it's supposed to go and all of that. And, and he was blown away. He said, this is a really, really great car. And yeah. that makes it exciting because now they're building this M4 GT3 racing car. So that could be a really, really good one. Yeah. And like I said, Randy, who, you know, he's, he has no bias towards BMW exactly. whatsoever. Uh, and he loved it. I mean, he, he was just, he called me and he's like, Johnny, am I crazy? Is that like the best BMW ever built? I'm like, yeah, one of, yeah. One of the top two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so before we move on, tell me about the design because we started with that and we stopped. So I, it's awful. I mean, I, 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 I don't, I, how do you, how do you excuse that design? I, I um, so how, how could, how could they have done it better? Like if you were to look at the car and say, because you can't really go F80. That's a little too conservative too. I, I felt like that was always too conservative, but can you find a middle ground? 
So the only thing I can say, years and years ago, before I was in the car business, I did websites and, and okay. web design. And um, three of us sat in a room, and we didn't show anybody this website we were working on. We kept it top secret. Okay. And all we did was show each other, right? We never showed anybody else. We never got any yeah. outside opinions. We, were, yeah. we knew everything. And we showed it to everyone, and they were, they were very unimpressed. Let's put it like that. <laughs> And I have a feeling that's what happened here is that the design team began sending each other love letters. Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's so bold. You're such a visionary. And so not only the, the front is very bad, mm -hmm. but worse on the M3, much, much worse to me than the front, the, the way the, the rear door hits the rear fender, they didn't flare the door skin. Okay. So they left. So the so in other words, uh, the three forty I and the M three have the same metal. It's the same door, and so it's just this horrible, abrupt. Like they could have, you know. You look at what why are Porsches so pretty? Well, a lot of the reason is you know on on a nine thirty yeah. that swell right the wide body exactly. where it swells out right at the rear wheel. They could have done that, and they didn't do that. And and the way you do that is you you spend a little more money and you make the doors match the the flared fender yeah. so that's awful the 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 c pillar you know where the hoffmeister kink should be i don't care what bmw is thinking yeah people want that you know you expect that you do it's very generic it's very anything you know like it it, it yeah. I, I i saw the new acura tsx mm -hmm. um parked next to a, a 440i and like from the B pillar back, it's almost the same car. It's, it's yeah. shocking how similar they are. So it doesn't yeah. look like a BMW and it's generic. And then the, yeah. the rear is kind of nothing too. So yeah. it's a design strikeout, but, but who cares? Because like, it's so good to drive. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're an enthusiast, like, hey, a face like that is gonna keep the resale value like low. So you could pick up like one of the best driving sedans coops in the world maybe for not a lot of money in a couple of years yeah. so well, a couple of things you know to just kind of build uh, on that um i think design wise especially the um uh, the Hoffmeister kink i asked him i don't know maybe last year you know on a chat and i said why did you change that it's such an iconic you know bmw design element everybody knows it loves it everybody talks about it and i don't know if it was a pr answer that i got could be but they said, you know, well, everybody else is doing now Hoffmeister Kings and Kings and everybody copied us and, and we wanted to do something different. And I, and I wasn't sold on it, but I actually I'm going to talk to them soon and I want to press them on that because I didn't realize how much people actually care about that King. I was like, really? I'm like, wow. I mean, so, that's, that's, that's a, that's a non-answer. I mean, they, they just yeah. changed it because some designer felt they should change it. Yeah. Um, and you know, they wish they here's the problem yeah. right if you don't have the hoffmeister kink mm -hmm. then you have generic or terrible you look at like what cadillac is going through mm -hmm. on the otherwise gorgeous like the the ct5 yeah phenomenal looking car except for the c pillar and i was i was standing with mm -hmm. the head of cadillac actually the head of gm design but i was standing with him and, and i'm like the c pillar man and he did i remember finally he looks at me he goes you should have seen the stuff we rejected you know, so <laughs> it's really hard to yeah. do a C pillar, especially yeah. now because everybody wants a fast back. Yeah, right. Yep. You want to look like a hatchback, even if you're yeah. a, even if you have a trunk, you want to look like a hatch. 
Um, and and so and BMW can thank themselves for that with you know the X6 is what ushered that in right the, sure. the CLS Mercedes and the, the X6. Yeah. Well, man, if you have a hatch uh, sloping roof like that, you you, you you know you either have a triangle, which is awful, or yeah. some shape. Well, there's yeah. not a lot of good shapes in the world. Um, yeah. the, the Hoffmeister Kink was a good one. So if you have one, that, yeah. like hold it and do not let go because. You're not I mean, going to find a better shape. There's not that many, yeah. you know. And it was iconic, yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. The, the other thing that I've been wondering, I mean, I'm not defending them in any way. Actually, in between our team members, we have different opinions on every car. So, that's one of the nice things, you know. I'm more, like, open-minded and I can embrace things as, as long as they drive nice. I don't really care that much about the design, so I'm fine with that. But I do have some team members that, like, Nico was supposed to be on the call with us. And he truly does not like the M3 and M4. And that's totally fair. But um, uh, I think... The other question that I keep asking myself, you know, is whether they're ahead of their time, like Bengal maybe was, and maybe in a few years people will be like, oh, this is cool, you know, or or this is just one of those, you know, striked out and that's done. So, I mean, I loved, I loved the Bengal stuff from the beginning. I remember, you what did, was yeah. the, what was, I was trying to think of the other day, what was the show car of the X6? Remember before it was the X6? Oh, yeah, it was a, uh, it had a name. Not X Concept, it was, no. uh. There, all right, I, I anyway, know which one you mean, but yeah, that thing. And I remember yeah. seeing it at in in, uh, in uh, it must have been in Frankfurt. Frankfurt, it was, yeah. And I was like, wow, like yeah. that's great. And then I remember the seven series, especially the long wheelbase Bengal mm-hmm. seven series, when they were outside, they were fantastic. You know, like, mm-hmm. I thought they, I thought they were great. Um, yeah. I loved his Z stuff he was doing. You know, the five mm-hmm. series actually, I think, has, has held up very well. I I totally agree. I think this is awful. I, I, I just, I, I looked at it and looked at it and yeah. it's, let me do no, a, um, it's just a side miss. note here on miss. the five series. So the E 65 series, I, I just disagree with somebody recently. And I said, the design still looks fresh, you know, decades later. And that's great. But I found out why actually. So, um, I don't know if you I heard think the story. I might know the same story. But yeah. With the guy that died and they yes. decided to keep the, yeah, which is fantastic. I think yeah, that's like answer. Yeah, they had that's answer, like, and they had, and it was one of the, there was like three final designs that they were yeah. gonna, and he died, and so they yeah. took it. So I think that yeah. makes it a hundred times better. Exactly, yeah, because they haven't changed much. They said they they wanted to pay tribute to him basically, and uh, yeah. let's just keep that design in, intact. And that was a great idea. And yeah, and, and I, I and, love and that. They didn't they didn't say that till about ten years later. Like that, yeah, exactly, that never got out. So I, yeah. I I love that E sixty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know I great. actually. I keep my eyes open for the E60 M5 manual. Oh, yeah, yeah. They might show yeah, up. That car is perfect minus the SMG. You know, the SMG, that's a little bit. Ju- if you get I a manual one, though. What's that? Uh, I think they made a, a manual also. They made a manual for the U.S. Yeah. yeah. For the U.S., yeah. Uh, yeah, U.S. only. I, ju- I just, speaking of bad transmission, I just drove yeah. a uh, AMG CLK Black Series this morning. I haven't driven that one, yeah. So how, how was it? And, and just, it was perfect except for the transmission. It's really? like transmission's. You know, you, you learn you learn to drive around it, mm-hmm. but it's every. I mean, the, everything on that car is just fantastic. It's yeah, like, and and what was wrong with the, the transmission? Like, what really? It was funny. So the, this guy Dave, who was his car, he said, "So I have no problem shift at redline. Mm-hmm. Just know that you know redline is seven thousand, and you have to shift at six because it takes that long to send the signal wow. to shift." Wow. And it's, it's just, it was just very slow. It was just very. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Very it's interesting. Like, Gotcha. So and then if you if you leave it in auto, it's, it's it just can't keep yeah. up, you know. Yeah, um, so, it's too bad yeah, because so that's the, 
the engine's perfect. The 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 the, the handling is beyond mm-hmm. perfect. It's I remember years car. ago when, when Tobias uh, he had just become CEO of AMG. He went from like mm-hmm. chief of engineer to CEO, and I was sitting. I think I was having a cigarette with him uh, back when I smoked. But um, and I said. So, you know, COK Black Series, like, you know, tell me about that car. And he goes, yeah, yeah. oh, he goes, I built the car I want to drive. You know, so. <laughs> German style. Oh, no, Tobias style. It's uh, yeah, the yeah. Woodsman, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's, it was, how, it that's how it should be, right? I mean, as an engineer, you definitely want to build a car that you want to drive, you know, that you enjoy. And, and he, he's one of, I've, I've driven with him. I mean, he's one of those rare engineers who's a very good driver. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've driven with engineers who are okay, yeah. um, but he's very good. And he, yeah. and he, and he knows what's, what he knows what a good car should be. Gotcha. You know, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, so hope that's Aston, the M3. I, I hope Aston Martins begin to reflect this. So. To reflect that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's the M3 and M4. I guess we'll see. I don't know. I mean, we'll see if the design will stop sales. I'm kind of curious too. So next year, I really want to look at that. It won't, it won't, oh. it won't because it's the new M3, M4. Um, and then also I know a lot of kids that are like, I like it. It's really grown on me. It, if you get it in black, you can't tell all yeah. these excuses. Yeah. You know, I'm, and, uh, yeah. I mean like looking at social media, I mean, you're quite active too. And I, and, and I look at our comments every time that we post the M3 and M4, it's like 50, 50, like half the people hate it, half the people love it. I've done polls. I mean, granted it's a small subset, you know, of, you know, people, but 50, 50, like all the time. So, um, you know, it's um, it's one of those things that that I guess pricing might determine. You know, sales. If they have some really good leases and all of that, I think the car will definitely yeah. sell well, and especially I, with the X Drive too. I would just say, uh, you know, before I drove it, if you if I, just by looking at it, I never would have even considered owning it. Now that Which I've driven it, I'm like, interesting. Hmm. You know, because I, I I drive a Julia. I have an Alfa Romeo Julia. Oh, you and, do really? Uh, I didn't know. Yeah. And nice. I'm like, good car, great car. But you yeah. know, this I don't know. I gotta I gotta drive them back to back. But this this might yeah. drive better. This might be the the better than the Julia. Yeah, so. we actually did a Julia uh, QV I think uh, review last year, and it was really good. But yeah. actually, we just did a uh, F82 G80 comparison actually on the track in uh, South Carolina, and you know, just to go back to the same thing that you said, you know, uh, much better car than uh, the F80 even though the F80 was cool in its own way, but much, much better car. And we, we put them like back to back, like literally a professional comparison where you go back to back on the same. The only thing that we haven't done really, I guess, really look at the PSI and all of that to kind of match them, you know, but no one looks other than that. that yeah, yeah, yeah that exactly. That's, yeah. The other thing too, with modern tires, it's like, you know, if you, if you have a four PSI swing or five, it doesn't, yeah. really doesn't make a huge difference, yeah. So, so let's move to the top one in an M2 CS. Yeah, because I know I've I've uh, actually read your post and and I was blown away by how excited you were and I was I, looking I, I at was. your stories, you know, and you were telling people it's better than the Porsche, it's better than that, and I was like, wow, really? And and I was kind of jealous because you know due to COVID I didn't drive it. One of my guys did, and now I'm trying to get one to uh, to kind of experience it. So tell me about that one. So I, I drove the the auto or the whatever DCT and DCT. the manual, right? Gotcha. So both, okay. Um. I always liked the M2. I always liked the 2 Series. It's a fun car. You know, Agreed. M2 was good. Me too. M2 competition was a little better. It was, you know, it was a little little hardcore, but yeah. this is not, like, this is such a giant, and I should have known because it's a CS, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I've driven the M4 CS, but I didn't, yeah. I wasn't prepared for it. Um, yeah, it is, it is, it, I think it's the best driving BMW, therefore the best BMW ever made. 
Um, I um, I'm, it's just such a complete package. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we, we, we did a thing against a GT4. I'll tell you a funny okay. story. Yeah. So yeah, we had the Porsche GT4, manual versus manual, right? Nice. So we had this young guy, Nick, Nicky Kekian, works for us. Great driver, good kid, young, really, yeah. young. But he's not, he hasn't driven a lot, but, you know. <laughs> so he's got potential. We, we're, we're going up the hill, and, we, you know, we drive 25 miles up, and we stop, and he gets out of the, the Porsche, and he's like, you know, Johnny, I know I, I haven't driven as many things as you have, but I'm telling you, this Porsche, it feels like an extension of me. I've never driven such a pure wonderful car like i can't imagine how the bmw could be any better but you know i go oh, okay okay well let's swap and go over here we swap he gets out he goes man i was wrong this bmw is so much more fun and um and that's that's what it comes down to is you know and i i ended that review i said like well there's you know no doubt that the porsche gt4 is the third or fourth best driving porsche on sale today uh, there's equally as little doubt that this is the best BMW ever made period. Like it's just, yeah. it's that good. It's the complete everything. Yeah. Um, again, the GT4 is very good, but remember the front end is off a 991.2 GT3. The rear end is a Cayman. Mm-hmm. And when you're mid corner, you do notice that, Hey, wait a yeah. second. The front end, the frequencies that it's bouncing around at are different right. than what's going on in the back right. of the car. And that, you know, everyone says, oh, Porsche holds the Cayman back. It's like, no, they don't. It's like the Cayman holds the Cayman back because there's no room to package sophisticated suspension because the engine's right there where the exactly. suspension pickup points are. It's a, you know, problem with short uh, mid-engine cars. It's always been yeah. a problem, always will be a problem. It's just packaging. Yeah. So, um, you know, the M2CS, like, it feels like there's only one piece of suspension. It's just, it's perfect around corners. The engine's a delight. The brakes, the, 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 I drove the, both cars had the carbon brakes. Like, oh my oh, God, nice. the that best feeling brakes, you know? Um, just just a masterpiece of a car. Like I can't, I, I can't even think of anything that's wrong with it. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. you know, I, I, you know it, it looks really cool. Um, I, and and just, just so much fun to drive. Just, just yeah. such a pure, wonderful driving experience. I think personally, I'd go for the dual clutch um you know it's it's just everyone's you know oh, but the reason why is with engines that have that much torque it doesn't matter what gear you're in it really doesn't yeah. make a difference if you're in fifth sixth or whatever sure. or sorry third fourth fifth you know you, you look at the m3 right peak torque is like 2000 to 6000 so mm-hmm. no matter what gear you're in yeah, yeah. you make you know what i mean so mm-hmm. so and i just the other the other reason why is um, when I had the, the the DCT, my friend has a uh, Lamborghini Performante, which is, you know, hell of a car, hell of a car. Of course, yeah. And he was chasing me around Malibu, and admittedly in Malibu the roads are pretty night and, uh, tight and narrow, yeah, but he yeah. couldn't keep up. I was pulling away, you know, and I and I and I got we stopped, and I was talking to him, and he said, you know, I probably could have kept kept up, but I just thought I'd damage my car because you were like, you know, bottoming awesome. out so much. And I was like, nah, never bottomed out. And the other thing is, and this is pretty remarkable, and and I think it's I think it's a good thing, but um, he was telling me he's like, you the back end of your car was everywhere. I'm like, I didn't feel it. It felt great. Yeah. He's like, so it handles stuff really well. The the you know that that's what you're paying for from the from the competition to the M2 CS. To the CS yeah. Is the suspension, and it's 
it's engineered. And, and a lot of people forget that. They're like, you can just get, you know, uh, Olin's or D- whatever, you, some aftermarket shock. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's 100,000 kilometers of testing by really good German engineers exactly. that went into this car. You, yeah. you lose that the second you change out a mechanical component. And no one gets that. Nobody gets that. But yeah, because it's vertical integration. People don't realize that you know testing is done as a as a unit, not necessarily as separate. You know, for the yes. suspension and that. So once it's vertical integrated, then they know how one little change affects the entire car. But yeah, yeah. Well, a- and these engineers, they've been working on the two series for a decade at this point. Like they really exactly. know. And this, so then finally at the end, they go, okay, here's one where get the accountants are out of the room. What, what's it going to take? You know, like, yeah. don't worry about the money. We'll, we'll charge, you know, $86,000 yeah. for a two series. Yeah. And they go, okay, well, I do this, this, this. And, and then that's what you wind up with. And it's, it's yeah. brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So that was actually what I wanted to ask you about. Actually, two things. One, uh, the pricing. I mean, I think that's the main thing that people complain about because it can get up to 90K. And people say well, that it's a little bit too much for an M2. So well, what do you think well, about that one? Over. I mean, the one... We have ninety six with the carbon okay. brakes. Okay, yeah, carbon brakes. And then the dealers are putting a fifteen thousand dollar, you know, yeah. so one hundred and ten thousand. Um, yeah, again, um, you know, that's what it takes to make that yeah. car do that. Uh, it's a limited car, you know. So, are there twenty five hundred people on planet Earth who will see the value of it? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, I, you know, I, is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know. It, it's like there, there's certain cars that I climb into and immediately it's like, ooh, you know. And, like, Porsche GT3s tend to do yeah. that because, again, they're just I, – I really like uh, – how do I put this? Like uh, uh, single-purpose vehicles, right? A GT3 yeah. is meant to do things on the track, right? Track, yeah. It's not meant to be comfortable going to the store. Yeah. Um, a uh you know the 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 shelby gt 350r is is again meant for a track the a a toyota land cruiser is meant for Mm off-road and uh, it's not a swiss army knife it doesn't do a lot of things well but it does one thing so goddamn well and that's how the m2 cs to me is it's 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 this i i didn't drive it on track admittedly but it's this canyon monster it's just it's just so alive and wonderful in the, to you know, and if you love driving, you know, is ninety thousand dollars a lot to pay to know that you're going to have this terrific experience every time you go to drive your car? Like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's actually that's a pretty good price. Gotcha. So. And I think the other thing that I, I mean, people that don't have that much money to spend like on a car, now they bring they bring up the argument of, well, I can do my M2 competition with some parts and change that, and I can. But you know, we should wrote an article and. And we say kind of the same thing. You can't really make an M2 competition into an M2CS because there is a lot more than just changing the carbon fiber roof and, you know, adding brakes and suspension, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the carbon fiber roof, that's a great point you bring up, right? So, and and this one's very hard to explain, but a carbon fiber roof makes it steer better. Well, a a little bit of that is weight, but I, I went, I'll never forget this. I went on a launch. It was some Subaru. It was like the STI I can't remember type RA, but there was 500 of them and they had a carbon fiber roof nice. and they brought along a regular STI to drive. So, you know, we're driving them and mm-hmm. come in and we say, so you changed the steering box, right? It's a different steering ratio. No. Yeah. I go, what do you mean? 
and the Japanese guys they go stiff, stiff, the roof. Yeah, yeah. And and what they're trying to say is that by having no flex up in the roof, then mm. your suspension geometry suddenly is crisper. So your turn in is better. Every, you know, your stability through a corner is better. The car judders less. It actually makes the rear end work better with the front end. So the dividends you get from a stiff roof are massive, right? And then again, the, as we talked about, the damping yeah. is, is, is just incredible on that car. Um, so yeah, I, I, and again, I like the M2 Comp, super fun car. You know, we, we, we put it third place, car. the best driver's car. Uh, Jethro and I drove one around Europe, and mm -hmm. and it was, we loved it. It's great, yeah. super fun, um, but it's just not what this car is. It's just you know, and, and again, it's like remember the the F eighty M four Comp versus the F eighty M four CS. Like, mm -hmm. wow, huge difference, difference right? Yep. So, yeah. and it's not just tires or whatever. Exactly, and I don't think people realize you can actually spec your M two competition with a carbon roof. But you have to do it at the dealer. And I don't know of anyone in the U.S. that has done that because I'm assuming it's a pretty complicated job. Right. And, uh, I, have, I have no idea. I, I shouldn't yeah. even comment on that. I, I yeah, yeah, no, that's, that. yeah, they, they offer this, you know, they, you can go to the dealer and they can, re, like, replace it. But I don't know of any dealers that have done it because it's kind of risky and it's not an easy job as you do it in the factory. So No, you want it but, from yeah. the factory. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, so, factory, yeah. Exactly. So, so anyways, the yeah, yeah, I mean... I love that M2CS. I, I, uh, nice. I just, yeah. Just, Would you uh, buy, did you, I mean, you, I actually own a BMW 1M and I don't drive it enough because I right. like to babysit the car. So I'm at fault for that. But uh, I'm, I'm assuming you drove the 1M, right? Yeah. And and how would you rate that against the M2CS? Aside from performance, clearly the M2CS. I, I wouldn't at all. I, I always thought kind of, I, I always felt, and I'm, I'm alone in this opinion and I'm fine yeah, with it. But that's fine, yeah. I, I always felt that car was under-engineered. I felt that they quickly... You think, really? I yeah. felt that they had some extra M3 stuff laying around. Oh, definitely. They, they slapped it on. Yeah, for sure. And and I always thought that car was way too much oversteer. And I'm not, you know, like people... It is, a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I like to drive really fast. And yeah. oversteer means you're not going that fast because you're fighting mm -hmm. the car. Fighting the car Also, the that thing understeers a lot. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so I always thought it was a bit of a little pig, you know, and also mm -hmm. I, I think the side is very ugly with the way that it looks like. It's oh like yeah. It's not a pretty car, so, but it's got some nice, some like the rear end. It's really nice though. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, that car is white. I have a friend that has two of them. He loves them. And I'm sorry mm -hmm. to insult your personal car, but no, but no, no, nothing wrong with I, that. I, I never thought much of it. I never thought yeah. much of it at yeah. all. Uh, I've actually heard that before. So honestly, from my personal experience, you know, uh, to tell you, I think, you're fighting the car all the time to keep like on the road if you're going fast you have yeah. to be careful when it's wet it's not easy car to drive it's it's just like to me it's special because they're not that many and i'm gonna admit that you know that i was chasing clout with that probably sure, but sure. at the same time there was really no bmw until recently that kind of made me happy driving in a car you know so this one was kind of like right. well this is cool it's not perfect but it, it was it was I feel like it was better than the F80 M3 when it came out, so I had more fun driving this one. Then, of course, the M2 competition came, and I started to look at that, and I'm like, well, yeah, the M2, it's you know, it's a better car to drive and all of that. But uh, to me, it's special because it's a car that I was able to acquire for not too much money, and uh, it's kind of like a classic. So, but yeah. I wouldn't rate it as the you know top BMW ever made no. or something like that. No, so. and I remember we did years ago. We did a head-to-head -head where we had uh, an E92 m3 and the and the 1m and it was like yeah. oh, m3 all day all night mm -hmm. you know twice on sunday yeah. 
Isn't it was just so much on? better. It was just yeah. so much better, you know. Um, and whereas I think this M2C is, like I said, is better than like uh, any BMW I've ever driven, you know. Yeah. So nice. and, and and most other cars too, not just BMWs. Like it, it's good, you know. I, I would I would I happen to drive it. Um, not the, like a week before I drove a, a 911 Carrera. Yeah, uh, I remember you posted that, yeah. Career mm -hmm. S, and I was like, man, I totally would, I would totally take the M2 over the Porsche, like, not even a question. And, yeah. and you know, and, and also this, this goes back to that M3 comp. I remember 2006 or so, 2005, 2005 mm -hmm. I drove, it must have been an E46 M3 and a 996 mm -hmm. on the same day on a track, right? And it was like, yeah, the E46 was cool, but when you mm -hmm. went from the E46 to the 911, forget about it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. 911 destroyed it in destroyed every it. way a car can destroy a car, you know, uh, outright power, speed, handling, braking, um, specialness, you know, performance, grip, yeah. everything. Whereas I think the new M3 would would outperform a 911 uh, in almost every way. You know, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure yet. I mean, on a, on a track, Porsche usually finds a way, blah, 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 blah. It, it is lighter. Yeah. Um, but boy like i i i, I you know th there's no more golf you know before yeah. it was it was m3 here Huge and Porsche game. here and now it's you know they're here they're are here you, are you planning a uh, comparison like head to head or something like that i wish i don't know i plan lots of stuff it never happens <laughs> <laughs> but we yeah. we did do m3 versus gt4 so i'm happy about that yeah yeah um, i saw that yeah yeah, I, 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 what I want to do, what I really want to do, actually, is M3 uh, comp versus uh, Julia Quadrifoglio. Yeah, that would be a good I think, one. I think because the Julia, yeah. to me, was the benchmark in the segment. Um, it was the best, but it was the best sedan, performance sedan ever. Mm -hmm. uh, this BMW might be better. I'm not sure yet. You know, gotcha. we got we to drive them the same day. Looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, you know, there's yeah. there's a chance. There's a chance. I think what's cool, you know, from from BMW's perspective is that they they actually show that they can make some really good driving cars still, like the M3, the M2 CS, because you now everybody criticizes them, and I and I do too for like X5M and X6M cars that are like you know big and uninspiring. Hang on. I love I love <clears throat> X6M is like I love I love it too. It's a fast car, but I it's, love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this: I love Second the car gen. as far as the driving. Yeah. I I love it. It looks cool, coolish. I could never understand who's the customer for that I car. Love it. I don't know, but I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> like something. Who is I'll, it? I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, so years ago, years ago, I, we did a video where I, I did a hill climb event in a Cadillac. It was a oh, CPSV, nice. right? Okay. And we brought we had an X6M that we brought along as a support vehicle, mm -hmm. and our director, who was a real car guy, he began yeah. chasing me up the hill in the X6M. And he needed to buy something to haul his camera gear around. Yeah. And he had he had an he had a E sixty M five, and then he got rid of it for an E ninety two M three. He's like he liked BMWs, obviously. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna buy one. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if he ever did. I, I lost touch yeah. with him, but um, like yeah, it was it was great as a hill climb car. You know, yeah. so and and I live in L A. I I see him like I don't Everywhere see X fives. I see X five M. So yeah. you know. And, and the X5M, it's a good one because that's very practical. So I, if I were to pick between the two, I would definitely take the X5M just because it's more practical, you know. No way, no way. I no, really? X6. No. Yeah, I like the design. Point, well, in that, at that point, it's like I want, yeah. I want a two-door, maybe a one-door, 
You know, like how about no trunk? I want, I want, I want an SUV that has no utility. Like, <laughs> Zero. So here, here is a fun fact: the guy that designed the M2 and the X6, he actually lives in LA. He actually works for a Design Works now. He's a BMW guy. Okay. So um, yeah, he's the same guy that did the X6, the M2, and he also did a Six GT. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I I I love I I always love those. I mean, I, I went on yeah. I God, I went on the launch of the uh, X6. So whenever that was, two thousand eight maybe, two thousand nine. Atlanta, was it? Uh, that was, it was the X6 in, in South Carolina. It was a, South it Carolina, was a yeah, factory, yeah, 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 and. Um, I liked it then, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I've always liked that thing. Um, and and yeah, they were right, better. by the way, like uh, if you yeah. think about what the X6 has done, the, the GLE yeah. coupe, uh, yeah. the, the RSQ8 or the whatever, the, the Q8, yeah, yeah, Q8 uh, yeah. those humpback weird Porsches, the, mm. you know, the, the Cayenne coupes, like yeah. BMW is so yeah. ahead of everyone. And then yeah. Volkswagen, uh, what's that thing? The, 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 the big SUV, they have the coupe version now. You know what I mean? The big one. Uh, I want to say What's art. The name. Yeah. I'm that thing. Scared. It's terrible. It's a horrible yeah. car. Yeah, I know made, what you mean. And they made a worse version many. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, like they 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 saw a niche and it was a good niche, you know. Yeah, there is a good niche. And actually, the second, I mean, second generation is one. Yeah, second or third, third. Um, the rear, they uh, they fixed the rear seating too. I mean, I'm quite yeah. tall, almost six three. And mm -hmm. I always had a hard time riding in the back of an X6, but this one it, it's actually nice. They, they've done a, a really good job yeah, with the roof side and the seats. But they ruined know. the rear end. The rear end of the new one is so bad. The second gen looks so good. Yeah. And they, those those horrible skinny taillights. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of the trend on a lot of the new ones, and that's kind of yeah. uh, lead me into the electrification because a lot of the electric cars now they have this you know tendency of you know very slim taillights and headlights and all of that. So tell me, let's start with the. You know, we mentioned before we jumped on the on the podcast that you took a ride in the Lucid, and yeah, the Lucid I Air. Got, so tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I went um, went to Laguna Seca, good okay. track, and I got a ride in a uh, very early production. So it's the the car is called the Lucid Air, and mm -hmm. so I got a ride in the Air Dream Edition. So that's going to okay. be when it launches. Every single option, special paint, little, 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 but but eleven hundred horsepower, and uh, five hundred, I don't know, seventeen mile range, and one hundred sixty thousand dollars. So I got a ride in that, but it was a that was a low speed ride because it was a very early build, but just kind of seeing how it went. But then I got a ride in like a mule that they I was there because they had a three motor car, so like eighteen hundred horsepower. Yeah. That was having problems that day, but so they had a two motor version of it, and I went. And I remember, at the time, like the guy was sort of talking to me through turn four, and I was sort of like, "Could you stop talking and drive it fast? I want to see what it does." And so, yeah. I've gone around Laguna Seca, you know, at least a thousand times. I should sit down and figure it out, but a lot, many times, and. I've gone around Laguna Seca sitting in the passenger seat, uh, Randy Pope's driving, Justin Bell driving, uh, uh, David Donahue driving, uh, all kinds of race car drivers, right? Good, good mm -hmm. drivers. We went around turn five in this thing. Like, first of all, absolutely silent and 1,100 horsepower. So, like, Bugatti Chiron levels of power, sort of, you know, a little less, but Veyron levels. Yeah. 
and I was and silent, just and then as, as, as I've never gone around that corner that quick. It was crazy. And then we're going up the hill, and I'm, there's the sound booth. So the problem with Laguna Seca is they have these horrible, horrible sound limits, mm. and so you have to you can drive as fast as you want, but you have to lift between five and six, <laughs> full speed right past the sound booth, right, um, and then into six at like a million miles an hour. And then I just kind of was like. Okay, well, this is the death of internal combustion. Why would you want it? Why do you want to be loud and slow when you can be silent and fast? You know, um, and it was it was it was just amazing how 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 well this car went. And the guy driving, he was a good driver. He wasn't great, you know. I bet you, I, I bet you, I know the track better than he does. He was an engineer, and they just rented it, you know. Sure. Um, so I'm, I've probably done you know a thousand laps more than he has. I can just mm -hmm. tell by the way he was, you know, doing the lines. Um, and so, yeah, I, it was pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive. But no, that, I, I, that was we, as a passenger. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Do we need over a thousand horsepower in an electric car? Does that make sense? Yes, we do. Yeah? Yes, we do. Okay. Yes. And why is that though? I, I, well, well, just, need, define need, right? I mean, yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, look, um, I, re, I remember. I remember. I'm, I'm thinking, what's the difference in between 900 and 1100, aside from the 200? <laughs> I remember many years ago, I came to the conclusion, don't ask, yeah. I, I, I fell in love with the RS4, but I was like, 420 horsepower is the perfect amount of horsepower. Yeah. You never, ever need, need more. more than this. And now, mm -hmm. I drove a 420 horsepower car, it's like, yeah. In fact, Sluggy. this morning, I drove a 500 horsepower car, the CLK mm -hmm. Black, and I'm like, you know, because everyone's like, be careful, it's so fast. And I'm like, eh, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, yes, you need more, you always need more power. Yeah, it's true. Do you yeah. think they they become dangerous for normal yes. drivers? Yes, I, I've yeah. been driving the the Taycan. Uh, I have a Taycan okay. Turbo S outside. Okay. Absolutely, I can. You know, they're all over the internet. There's like those things crashing into stuff, mm -hmm. and it's. I, I know why. It's, yeah. just, it's it's not like a Tesla is is like we know is like two tenths of a second quicker to sixty. Whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's about. It's the way, and then I should say I'm driving the 2020. I know they've changed things for 2021, but it's the, it's the, um, like when you hit the pedal on a Tesla, there are split seconds, plural, before mm -hmm. it launches. And when you hit the pedal on the Porsche, there's a split second before it launches. And it's so fast, the, the from pedal to motors turning is so fast and the turbo s is so quick that you're you're just going at this insane rate of speed instantly and yeah. and again from when the from when the tesla actually starts moving to 60 miles an hour it can get there faster but the porsche will start moving quicker than the tesla quick. that makes sense makes sense makes sense and, that makes and sense. It's, it's just it's insane how quickly yeah. it gets up to speed it's just like yeah, yeah. So, let me ask this because i think yeah, they always got a bunch of electric cars not coming out, but in my opinion, I feel like they're running behind a little bit, even though they had the yeah. advantage, I think. Um, what's your take on that and, and what do you see in the pipeline from BMW versus the competitors? So yes and no. I mean, like, you know, look, Tesla's been doing this since 2011 now, mm -hmm. and who's really caught up? No one, you know, so. True. You know, people are people are close, but it you know as you know you know it's like to, to turn a vehicle around, it, it's about it's about a ten year process, right? Is, yeah. um, so no, I think I think as long as they get some skin in the game, within the next two to three years, so that people that are ready now to switch, 
like I wouldn't tell anyone to buy an i3 right now. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Why would you? Mm-hmm. There's so many better choices out there. I have one. Uh, right, but I'm saying yeah, if yeah, like if you if you don't have anything to do yeah, with no, BMW, I no, I actually like, like it as a as a city car. It's not a very pretty car, but as a city car, affordable. It's it's good. Yeah. But I just meant like you know if you have that on one hand mm-hmm. and you have a Tesla Model, Model 3, Three with agreed no options yeah. like. Clearly, the Model Three is a better-looking car. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, not even better-looking; it's just it's just a better yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, and 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 so, but as long as they have something so that people, you know, can say, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, BMW is in my brain when I think of electric cars." Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know. But that said, like they're almost behind. Like you know, I, the one that's kind of really blown me away is the uh, the Ford Mach E. Oh, um, you should drive it. Yes, I mean, yeah. like, and I, I not even the GT, just the, the just the, the regular yeah. two motor. Uh, since this is the BMW blog, yeah. my buddy Alex has a E39 M5, okay. and he's a very good driver. Okay. And he chased me down Angeles Crest, and I was in the the Ford, yeah. and I was like just a little bit quicker than him. Mm-hmm. And I said to him after we got out, I said, "All right, how how hard were you driving?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Honestly, I was at I was at about nine and a half tenths." Wow. He goes, "The only way I could have gone quicker would be to start late braking, mm-hmm. but." Um, public road, no, 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 I, just, I just didn't do it. So the Ford Mach E, not the GT, yeah, yeah. You know, is quicker <laughs> than an E39 M5, which is a hell of a car. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, like BMW better get that SUV out quick because, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is like if I was any of the German car companies, um, maybe not Audi because they do have the e-tron yeah, out, yeah. but like, you know, Mercedes, yeah, they couldn't get the EQC off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um and I'd be a little worried because yeah. it's like, whoa, like Ford of all exactly, Ford, yeah. you know, they've built this wonderful car. Yeah, so. I agree. I think what I wanted to ask you also about electrification is I don't know how familiar you are, but I think uh, there are two choices right now when it comes to the platform. So BMW went down this route of a uh, flexible architecture, which kind of limits them on what they can do with design and packaging and all of that versus a fully dedicated platform. Now they're changing that thing. They realize that it's not the right approach. What's your take on that? Like, how would you look at that? Yeah. No, you need to, I, I think you, you really need to, it, you're placing a bet, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I like what Mercedes is doing, right? So they, they've split, they split it. Yeah. So everything that has a gas engine will become a hybrid. There will be no more pure gas mm-hmm. within a few years. Yeah. And then they have another family of platforms that's pure electric. electric yeah. And that's probably the smart bet for the next generation mm-hmm. or so. Uh, eventually, you just go full battery. Why would you have gas engines yeah. at all? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no point. Um, but like, like the new AMGs, I'm pretty excited about what they're up to with that. Yeah. That's, that's a, it sounds like a very cool yeah. thing. And and they even said they're like we we don't care about efficiency. This is a pure performance, performance hybrid. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, that'll be that'll be kind yeah, of yeah, cool. exactly. Um, so yeah, no, I think you need a dedicated platform. platform. And then you know, Porsche, they kind of stepped in it with the Taken. Um, at least the first year, because, you know, they bought like off the shelf batteries, they bought off the shelf motors, it wasn't Porsche stuff. So it was heavier than it needed to be. Um, so I, th- I think you really got to do it all yourself. Yeah. Or at least, you know, have really good relationships with your suppliers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Taken's like, it's, it's good, but like, not, it's not as good as it should be. Yeah. It's probably especially yeah. for the money. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, it's, it's not a cheap car. Yeah. That's one thing like for the sure. The one I have is the sitting out there is two hundred and one thousand oh, dollars. That is expensive. Yeah. That is expensive. Which uh, which color do you have? 
blue. Blue one, yeah. kind of blue. It's Let me see what the key says. It's a good, I'm always terrible with color yeah, names. It's like, a good looking one, though. Genetian uh, blue. Genetian blue. Okay, that's Genetian an interesting blue. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, very nice. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people tend to compare now car brands in terms of electrification. I, in my opinion, it's still early on. It's early game. The market is so big. We barely scratch the surface on on electric that, that's it like somebody somebody said like you know what would you if you had to buy a tesla model y or the ford Mach-E, what would you buy mm-hmm. and i said mm, honestly i'd probably get the model y gotcha. it's just it's a little bit it's a little bit better at certain electric car things yeah. and plus you know I I, sh- I don't have one. I, if I bought an electric car, I would get a home charger. But I don't have a home charger. Yeah, so either, yeah. if you don't have a home charger, you can go to this Tesla supercharger, which is genius and works every Great. single time. Mm-hmm. Or go to Electrify America, which is like, mm-hmm. it's you know, do, do you like having your credit card decline for no reason? <laughs> it's that, it's horrible, right? So we don't have that in Chicago. Uh, Actually, we do, but I haven't used it yet. Yeah, it's terrible. Is it really? It's terrible. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there's tricks to make it work a little bit better, but okay. anyways. Um, they're very good when you, when you finally break down and call them on the phone, they're very, they're very friendly people. Nice. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, I think cause everyone calls Close them the constantly. Phone, yeah. In fact, yesterday I went, I was trying to charge the, the damn, uh, Porsche. Uh-huh. I had to plug and unplug seven times, uh-huh. right? The guy next to me, brand new Audi e-tron, his first charge. And he was on the phone. We're both on the phone mm-hmm. with electrify America at the same time. Um, but they said, oh, my God, Ford's so stupid. How could they release a car that isn't better than the Tesla? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, wait a second. Like, electric SUVs of this size, mm-hmm. right? Th- there's so much room in the market. There's, like, it's infinite, right? Yeah. That's going to be – that's going to grow faster than any Probably. segment in the history of the automobile, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Electric, you know, car-ish crossovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the Mach-E, by the way, is 96% as good as – the Tesla uh, on their first on their first, first go, yeah, yeah. So like, there's plenty of you know, like like the you know the the Honda Accord is you know two hundred percent better than a Camry, but there's plenty of room for both in the market, yeah, right? Exactly. So, you know, yeah. So there's there's gonna you know if we were having this conversation in ten years, uh, you know, we wouldn't even use the term electric car. We just say car. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's going to so be the, the normal. It's going to happen yeah. very soon. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm personally excited because I've been driving the i3. I'm, I had four of them um, and I, I loved it, you know, mostly because, you know, I don't have to worry about gasoline. So that was great. Yeah. Um, I found it difficult in the Midwest, especially in Chicago with charging. That's the that's probably the biggest issue right here. It's really charging. If you have a Tesla, you're fine. That's an infrastructure. Yeah, infrastructure right? is terrible. If you have a Tesla, you're totally fine. If you don't have a Tesla, then it's a little bit tricky. So you have to adjust your lifestyle. And I did that. Basically, I go to certain grocery stores just because they have a, a yeah. fast charger. Yep. And even yep. though I'm probably paying more at that grocery store, especially Whole Foods, but um, that's the only way to charge it. So um, yeah. I think that's I'm I'm waiting. You know now. F- Everyone is building electric cars and they seem to be doing a good job, but I still don't see a lot of innovation in, in, in the infrastructure, you know, that's kind of. Right. And so that's, and that's another reason. I mean, there's yeah. many reasons. That's why I'm hoping this new, you know, Biden's infrastructure bill goes through because yeah. there's a ton of money, a lot of money yeah. for electric infrastructure. And it's like, you know, chicken and egg. Well, let's build the egg, yeah. you know, chickens will come exactly. let's build the damn egg. Exactly. And, uh, and, 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 and that's the thing, like, I know, I know, I don't know about the EU, but I know Germany, 
they're going nuts. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, look, Volkswagen employs like 600,000 Germans or something. Yep. So it's, it's pretty important. But mm -hmm. like they're going to have Tesla supercharger like EV infrastructure because sure. they have the political will mm -hmm. to do it. And sure. like, you know, the only way we get that is if this this bill passes. Yeah, yeah. And like I hope it passes. I, I hope so too. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of money in there. I mean, not, not just for the electric cars, but for the overall infrastructure, you know, which it's badly needed. So. But if, but if you think about it, right, so so one of the one of the problems with EVs is that, the, you know, we have a gas tax in the U.S. that the gas tax is supposed to pay for roads and maintenance. It doesn't really. But if that if we use less and less gas, there's less and less tax collected, like we better get an infrastructure bill or we're not going to have any roads left. You know, so Agreed. I like roads. I like Me roads too. a lot. Even though Chicago roads are not that great. So, yeah, well, yeah, you have yeah, a little yeah. better. LA roads. roads aren't even that great, but but we but the, we have some that are really good. Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely do. <laughs> All right, so I don't want to keep it too long. Let's let's end with this. Your passion for for watches, how did that get started? Tell me a little bit about that. You know, because because I see you posting about I mean, that, and it's kind of cool because I love it too. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I've 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 long liked watches, but I never never really had the financial wherewithal mm -hmm. to buy anything beyond like G Shocks. I have, I have a yep. pretty nice G Shock collection, nice. and then. Um, my wife for my, uh, uh, I think it was a birthday, maybe anniversary. Anyway, she got me this, uh, a Zinn, this nice German mm, watch I know, that yeah. I really like. Beautiful. And it, it was cool. It's the U1, the big diver watch. Mm, I know, yeah. And um, and then I just I just love it. I started posting it, and then I just wound up buying a couple more. And then I, I got uh, hooked up with that company, Crown and Caliber. Know, and so they just send new watches to wear. They got acquired then, by Hodinki, who would... Hodinki. Yeah, Hodinki just bought. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. I guess I technically worked with Hodinki. Yeah. But um, and then uh, this this British company Bremont, uh, Bremont, Bremont, however you pronounce it, um, they reached out and they're like, "Hey, would you like to be an ambassador?" Nice. I'm wearing one now. Oh, nice, cool. cool. I haven't seen that um, one. That looks cool. It's a Chrono. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, this camera is not going to work. Let me see if I can take it off my wrist. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a Pilot's Chronograph. It's a lovely name. Yeah. Uh, it's the Oh, nice. Let's see. There we yeah, go. Beautiful. It's the Alt 1, Bremont Very Alt cool. 1 dash P2 Jet. Do they so, make their own but movements? It's a, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. I, I think it's like they modify a movement. Gotcha. I think they got in trouble for saying they did, and okay. they actually don't. Gotcha. Right. Um, it looks but, cool, though. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's steel. It's a DLC coating, diamond-like carbon. Nice. Um, anyways, they asked me to be an ambassador, mm. and I was like, I've never done this. I'm like... And they're like basically just wear the watch a lot yeah. and uh we'll give you one nice. I was like, all right i can i can do that <laughs> yeah, nice. um and yeah and it's just it's just been great you know it's yeah. it's like um you know not that i know everything there is to know about cars yeah. but you know like i i'm not learning a ton new about cars these days mm -hmm. i've been doing this professionally for 16 years now That's a long time um but I don't know anything about watches, really. Mm. You know, and I, I sort of know what I like, but not not even that mm. really. So for me, it's just fun to like. I I, I don't subscribe. I sub oh, I shouldn't say I subscribe to a couple of car magazines, mm. but I have a watch magazine I get now, and I I read it cover to cover. Where, with that. the car ones, I'm like, yeah, I wrote that. I've driven that. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the watch stuff is just fascinating, and uh, yeah, it's just fun. It's just yeah. fun, and it's it's a lot easier than cars too. Like I have a nine fourteen that. It's just still in the shop, and it'll, it's just—it's mm -hmm. not—it's—it's it's a slow process. Whereas watches is like, quicker, you know. quicker. 
So what would be the top uh, top three watches that you would own if you could afford them? I mean, let's not go crazy oh. with hundreds of thousands of dollars, like yeah. something that's you know acquirable. Well, I would go crazy. I mean, I my 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 uh, my ultimate dream watch. I want it's a uh, the Elongenson uh, oh, the split. I don't know that so one, but but I love the brand overall. What's that? I, I don't know the model, but I know the brand quite well. So yeah, so it's one of the big like you know Hotorology. Gotcha. Like it's the it's the German company that's yeah. like as good as the Swiss, mm -hmm. and you know it's there. It's several hundred thousand dollars, ridiculous, gotcha. ridiculous. Um, but uh, yeah, like that. It's it's a split second chronograph. So in other words, you start. Um, you know, the second hand starts, and then when you hit lap, one second hand keeps going, oh. and the second one pauses. Wow. So you can. So if you're taking notes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Wow. So, and actually, I do that a lot. Like the iPhone has that built in, mm -hmm. and so when I'm when I'm timing Randy or something, like if I can use my iPhone, but it's way cooler to do yeah, it on your watch. Exactly. You know? So that's number one. Gotcha. But again, I, I think I, I forget like three hundred thousand stupid money. Yeah. Um, there's an H Moser. Oh, this is, this is terrible for a podcast. I can't remember the name. This is really cool H Moser. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks like a like a Patek Nautilus, okay. like that type of vibe. Mm -hmm. But it has this really cool, like just snaky kind of steel bracelet. Nice. I, oh, I can't think of the name. Um, boy, and one more. Oh, I got to say something good here, right? Uh, <laughs> boy. Um, ah, okay. Uh, so just trying to think. I would like to get a Zenith, Zenith, however you pronounce Zenith, it, yeah. uh, the new El Primero chronograph, Beautiful. like a I classic '69 style. Really nice. Um, you know, that said, there's a Panerai that I really want. Yeah. There's a whole, I mean, there's like a zillion. I'll probably take the Zenith over the Panerai. It's such a such a cool brand. I and I think they make their own oh. movements on some of the watches, and it's yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Panerai does their own movements too, but yeah. but Zenith is. Um, they're, I love that thing. I just I think it's just so cool, and I love yeah. I, I I actually use chronographs constantly. Yeah. Now, if I didn't have one, would I be okay? Yes, but yeah. you know, like like today, I was like, hey, how fast can I drive the you know the the Taycan up the hill? Yeah. Use uh, then I got stuck behind a truck, so it didn't matter. But you know, but I've been mm. I've been timing my showers. Like, can I keep my shower under five <laughs> minutes? Go, you know. And it's great. You really it's put him like, to use. Oh, yeah, nice. I love him. I, you know, and it's like, and it, it's, and it's, it's so funny because I had a G-Shock. I wore G-Shocks forever. They all, have, they all have stopwatches on yeah. them, but it's kind of like you got to go to a different mm. menu where this is just right there. It's Bam, works. go. You know, it's simple. And again, it's purpose built. Yeah. It's designed to do one thing. You know? Exactly. So it's, it's good. Cool. So let me. Yeah, I think uh, that's. You know, yeah. I'm gonna end with I this think, compliment. You know, I was, I was watching the other day some of your older videos with uh, uh, Jason, with uh, Jason Camisa. Uh -huh. Fantastic, yeah. man. I, I think that was one of the best series you guys have done, you know, with videos. And I kind of wish you guys would get together, like, again, to do kind of like a reunion thing. Oh, no, no. 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 <laughs> you can ask him, no. He didn't, he didn't like me. But, um, I, it, but it was good watch, chemistry watch. on screen, though. I will, I will give you that, you know. Uh, off screen was a nightmare. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I haven't asked Jason, watch, actually, about I, that. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, he'll he'll tell you. He's, we're no fan of each other, but um, he um, no, he was good though. He pushed me. I'll give this to Jason. He really pushed me to do better. So yeah. I thank him for that. But I think the stuff I did with Jethro. If you watch, if you're watching yeah, those, watch the stuff yeah. I did with Jethro. Mm -hmm. And I think those are like, like I'm I'm still yeah. mad that they canceled the show because mm -hmm. especially yeah, that was the good. last about fourteen episodes we did were I don't know just so good. 
I said, yeah, we no, so definitely good. I think I only mentioned and, Jason and because I because I know his personality yeah. and I've known him for a while. Yeah. And I kind of see like right. like on the screen, you know. So that's what that's that's kind of maybe fun just knowing him, you know. But uh, but honestly, yeah, it's no, not no, just no, me. No, I look, I see like a lot of people complimenting those videos. I mean, you've done a few good ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, look, we we did okay. We uh, it, it was uh, you know, I don't know what it was. It was. Uh, Neither of us are capable of backing down, yeah, so yeah. it got it got ugly, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, but it job. was okay. Look, we were we, the show was doing great, you know. Was, he yeah. quit, I, you know, so yeah. uh, you know I had to keep going. And it's and it's it was refreshing because now these days it's all about YouTubers a little bit, and I think you guys were a little bit. You, you, I mean, you were doing some real production, you know, which was kind of cool, you know, and there was a good script in there. Now most days, like you know, just there was no script. Camera, that, yeah. That's that's what I wish no one believes me, but we never had a script. Oh really? I mean, no, you know, I always thought it was never. scripted. No, no, really? no, no, no. Like first of all, first of all, imagine getting me to stick to a script. As ridiculous as that is, imagine getting Jason to stick to a script. <laughs> like that, impossible. Yeah. He couldn't even. What I always admired about Jason, not admired, but I was like amazed by. Like like let's say, the okay in this part right here, uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, you know the the McLaren is is blue, yeah. right? They go okay. So he go the McLaren is blue. They go, oh, let me do another take. The blue McLaren is sitting right there. Do another take. Uh, on this road right now, you will see a McLaren and the color it is. He couldn't say the same sentence twice in a row, and so I'm very much like you know this is the 2021 McLaren 570s and it's blue. All right, do it again. This is the 2021 McLaren 570s and it's blue. I, bang it out yeah. he couldn't do it he was incapable of saying the same thing two times um so it, there, like literally there was no script like, that's pretty like, funny and and they begged us they wanted us to use scripts so bad really? but what I, I shouldn't say this because i still work for motor but like what we found was yeah. uh you know whatever they wanted do the opposite and yeah. the videos were that much better because they always focused on the, the you know they'd be like we don't like your hat i'm like all right i'm gonna get a louder hat now you know <laughs> Did anyone have the bright idea to kind of do a behind the scenes of those shoots? No, how would have been hilarious. Though. Oh no! Oh, the Jason ones. Yeah. I mean, like literally, like punches flying. It, it, it would have been like, hilarious, was, though. I mean, a comedy no, show a little no. bit. No, no, it was no, it was no, 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 it was no comedy. It was very. Uh, we were we were constantly upset. The crew was quitting, going into therapy. It was it was it was it was bad news. Well, it didn't look bad, good. you know. Like every time I was like a YouTube one, it was like, yeah, this is this is really good, you know. And so, from our perspective, from oh, the viewers' yeah. perspective, it, it was good, you know. Yeah, Let's put no, it that way. no, good, good editors. We always had really good editors. Nice. No, no, I mean it was it was, uh, yeah. yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it, again, he pushed me. I'm really glad yeah. because I had kind of fallen into this comfortable rhythm, mm. and he showed up and was like. Fuck everything! We're going crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "Okay, cool, let's do that. That's fun." And so yeah. that was—I—I I, I will always give him props for that. But it was, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Why don't we keep it? We've been going for quite some time. I really, really appreciate no, no, the time. No, yeah, this was awesome. I really appreciate. It. I know you're super busy. If I can ever do anything for you, let me know. I hope to see you. You know, event soon. That's kind of yeah i mean let's do that but i'll I'll, anytime you want man uh i'll come back on i love i love doing i love doing podcasts yeah yeah no for sure they're they're fun and and i tend to bring some other guys from my team you know because they have different questions different ideas and it's always more fun it's more interactive and we don't script it either so um yeah we'll we'll definitely find some time Uh, 
I think there will be some really good BMW products coming out, like i4 and iX, and I think we can definitely talk a lot about that. So uh, okay. that's uh, cool. so that'll be like a cool one to uh, to set up for sure. But um, I, I hope okay. you're doing well. You know the family too, and um, yeah, well enough. We're hanging in there. Yeah, in that's there. good. I know. So uh, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Okay, thank you. All right, so much. cheers.